Hello my lovelies, I know you've been missing a little bit of that data Pavel, that Pavel cast magic. Well, we're back here on October 31st, Halloween, with an episode we recorded about a month ago with the one and only Jeremy Bakken, The Box. Um, Jeremy's an amazing guy with a ton of interesting interests. He's a PhD in psychology. He's been doing healthcare IT and healthcare data work for a long time. He's a Wisconsin native, really a renaissance man. He likes to cook. He likes to play with gadgets. He likes to explore. He's handy. He makes his own soap, for God's sakes. Um, so we talk about all of that. We talk about him in Melbourne and doing a, a pretty strict lockdown in Australia and Melbourne. Um, you know, just talked to Jeremy a few days ago, and they're finally coming out of it, and I'm excited for him there. Learn about his top kitchen gadgets, pressure cooking, Rogan Josh. Mmm, Rogan Josh. He had a lot of life advice. You know, we dig into some data stuff. My question being, why can the social media giants be so good at data while hospital systems just don't compare at their level of sophistication? Uh, we travel to Johannesburg, Jayburg, using our teleportation machine. Thanks, Elon. And we got a meaningful hot tip on the fear of transformation from the book of Essene Days. Anyway, it's a great show. We have a special appearance by the one and only Kathleen Weiss, Rusticus Cluck. Um, and it was a great one. Hope you enjoy. We are live. We're super live. Going transatlantic, transoceanic. Waking up from our slumber, the podcast is back. Podcast episode number 35, who knows? And we are, I'm really happy and proud to have Jeremy Bakken on today, all the way out of Melbourne. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pavel. It's great to be here. Oh, absolutely. Um, we actually have an audience for this uh, episode. So, you know, hopefully we can make them laugh. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. So you were in Melbourne just recently. What's Melbourne under lockdown like? Are they fully locked down right now? Uh, Melbourne is no joke uh, locked down right now. Yeah, since the beginning of August, actually, since since we arrived in Australia, uh, they've been under what they call stage four lockdown, which is a very meaningful number here to people. But stage four is not meaningful outside of <laughs> outside of Australia, but it's essentially everything's closed. Um, there are grocery stores are open, uh, liquor stores are open, of course, and coffee shops are open, but for takeaway only. Mm-hmm. And everything else is closed. Um, until just just this week, uh, the COVID numbers have gone down. And so the reason why the the or the there's a roadmap uh if you follow you know melbourne or victoria politics at all or news like you've heard about the roadmap and the roadmap is how do we get out of this lockdown and the roadmap just took its next step for melbourne on sunday which was there's no longer a curfew there's been a curfew in place since the beginning of august Mm -hmm. Um, you are now allowed to gather in public spaces with up to five people from a total of two households. Used to um, be zero, nothing at all. Used to be no. The only the only allowed activities were going to work if you worked in an essential industry that was open, like pretty much healthcare, some construction stuff, and some you know like hospitality type mm-hmm. food delivery and stuff like that. Um, otherwise you're allowed one hour of exercise outside per day. And other, other than that, you're supposed to stay home. That was like slowly, that was increased from one hour to two hours. And now it's increased from like, you can gather with people in an outside space and do things, uh, not just exercise, like, you know, hang out in the park and have a picnic and that sort of thing. Um, but you're not allowed to go to visit other people's houses. You're not allowed to go to like, there's no even like outdoor seating at restaurants or anything like that. Um, you have to stay within a five kilometer radius of where you live. What's a kilometer? Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) For our American friends, a kilometer is kind of like a mile, but less. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. For our American friends. So 5K is about 3.1 miles <laughs> uh, radius from your house. And there's some enforcement, like they have some checkpoints on roads uh, in and out of metropolitan areas. Uh, they have some, like it's mostly by exception. So I read a news article this weekend about these guys who went out on a boat and got stuck and had to be rescued. And in the process of rescuing, they realized that by gathering together on this boat, they were in violation of their five kilometer radius. Oh, wow. And so they're getting fined. And the article that I read was the police were trying to decide if they get the $1,600 per person fine for violating the 5K rule or the $5,000 per person fine for violating the illegal gatherings rule. Ooh, give them both. Yeah. So like, they're totally serious. There's mandatory mask policy that's been in place. So as soon as you step outside of your home, you have to wear a mask and there's a $250 fine if, if you don't. And, and so in your experience, people are really like sticking to it, that like they're, they're not gathering, they're wearing their masks. Uh, they're wearing their masks. They have to, because there's a huge police presence, um, you know, especially during the, the early part when we got here, there were patrols of police just walking around and of course we're in the downtown area so uh you know maybe they're more present than they are in the more suburban areas but um yeah they're patrolling around i mean i think you hear stories of people violating the gathering rules and like you know a party busted at an airbnb with 10 people or something like that um, but for the most part i think people are taking it seriously like they want to get out of this and to get out of this means 14-day uh, average case, new cases in the state of Victoria, where Melbourne is, needs to be at five or below 14-day average new cases. Five, so no more than average per day. No more five new cases. cases per day. That's yeah, crazy. I see you doing that math in your head, and you're like, I can't even believe that's possible. <laughs> we have like two hundred between two and four hundred every day. Yeah, I know. There and were, we're like doing there, well. there were twelve yesterday uh, in the state of Victoria, which is like six and a half million people. Six, um, yes, two forty seven. Two forty seven yesterday. Yeah, my my hometown. I think the average is over a hundred per day, and that's a like a town of sixty thousand people. Um, so they really want so it to be basically gone. There, it's it's like I think officially it's a suppression strategy, but it's really an elimination strategy. Like they want the numbers to get down low enough where every case can be contact traced. Right. Uh, and aggressively, so any connections to those people can be isolated, so they stop the spread, um, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's interesting coming from, you know, the U.S. where there really is no strategy. <laughs> Not like this. Here, where it's very, it's, it's so aggressive, but it's also working. Um, it's like influenced know. by all the Asian countries nearby. Like, so like, I don't know if Australia had a SARS scare. No, not really. Right. Um, I mean, it's definitely influenced by the fact that the country or continent is an island. And it's very isolated. And, you know, like similarly, we were talking about the animal quarantine that they have here. Like they want to keep things out because once they get in, they're in. But if you could keep them out, then... You know, if you can control people coming in and out, then you can get them uh, or you can stop, stop it from spreading kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, they're probably influenced by past experiences and pandemics in Southeast Asia and whatnot. How challenging was it getting in? Because I know you had to go through like what, two week quarantine. Hugely. Yeah. Yeah. It was a challenge even before that. Um, so we knew we were coming here for about a year before we came. And then, uh, and then COVID happened. Uh, right. We came. We actually came here in March for a visit, uh, right at the beginning, like right when things started getting serious back home, and getting serious here. Like two days before we left here to go back home after our trip in March, Australia closed its borders, and they've been closed since. 
So no, the Australia is not allowing any international arrivals except for citizens coming home mm -hmm. and people who get a special exception because for compassionate reasons, essentially, because you're doing essential work or, you know, visiting family who's, you know, on their deathbed or whatnot. Right. So, so yeah, so there was an extra process of getting approval in addition to getting our visa, which was challenging because Becky had to get a medical license in order to, uh, you know, get a medical license approved before the visa could be approved. And then once that was done, we had to get an exception to the travel ban. Uh, and then once we got that, yeah, we're allowed to come. We were ushered straight from our plane into uh, the the arms of the, we entered in New South Wales in Sydney, yeah. arms of the uh, health department, the police and the army were all, and the border patrol were all in pretty big presence there. Um, we walked from the plane through some health checks and through some document checks straight onto a bus where they took us to the hotel where we quarantined. We didn't know where we were staying until we got there. Uh, you know, so it's kind of a, kind of a, a roulette process for quarantine. Some of the places are really nice. Like there are five-star hotels that, <laughs> uh, that you guys deserve. In. Uh, and there are some that are not, there are some that have gotten a lot of bad press because of cleanliness issues and food issues and things like that. So, uh, we lucked out. I mean, I think we got, we were kind of in the middle range. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super nice, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and yeah, two week quarantine and, you know, quarantine is like, we're talking about, we were put into a hotel room. We weren't even given a key to the hotel room because we weren't allowed to leave the room. Crazy. Um, you know, people would come by and deliver your food and knock on the door and then walk away, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, so they didn't have to interact with you. Uh, and that, um, sort of thing so yeah that was pretty intense being in the same room you know it was just a regular old hotel room too like how it did was you, like like how was that for the relationship did you guys like have a lot of uh you know sex it was fine <laughs> that's, that's not a question i'm gonna answer on the podcast <laughs> i was told to um, ask it so i did it <laughs> uh it was fine it was you know i think we both were like we're here and this is what we have like right. there's no there's no other option there's no other way there it's not in your control you have right. to sort of relinquish that idea that you have any sort of control over your life during that 14 day period and we both brought stuff to do uh because sitting around like there's only so much you can sit around and watch netflix yeah. you know that's about two days and then after that, it's like, you need something else to do. So we both brought stuff to do. Becky worked on some research stuff. I did some, some data camp. Uh, and also your blog, if anybody wants to read. Training classes. And more in-depth, yeah. jerrybacken.com, right? Jerrybacken.com. Yeah, you got it. You got it. That's what it is. I haven't say. written. I need to do a blog. I have a couple planned. One for driving, because I drive on the left here. <laughs> and uh, one of Becky's. Uh, co-workers loaned us an extra car that's a manual transmission oh and so in addition to driving on the left you're shifting with your left hand yeah. which is kind of interesting uh, and everything is opposite you know like my biggest my biggest thing is uh, when I'm in the car after I've been driving for like a few minutes I adjust but immediately the first time I turn on the blinker I always turn on the windshield wipers because <laughs> they're on the other you know, side, yeah the blinkers on the right so yeah, so I gotta do, I got a couple more blog posts I gotta do. I've been sort of. Oh, we, we love it and we want to see more for sure. Yeah, yeah. Have you met any Australians? I have not met as many as Becky has because she's been working and I have not. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with uh, recruiters on the phone. I wouldn't consider that meeting people uh let's see i'd say the like the person i have gone to the chiropractor a couple times 
Oh, nice. Uh, and she, other than Becky, is the person that I have spent the most time with. And to like having gone to two chiropractor appointments. Is that a sad statement? No. <laughs> uh, wow. That's, right. that's, that's a statement. That's a statement about Melbourne lockdown. I mean, but it's lockdown. Like you're not like there's no like going out for drinks or like going out to for lunch to meet people. Like I've met a couple of Becky's coworkers in right. passing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their faces look like because they had masks on. <laughs> but uh <laughs> how long but yeah, so I haven't. I haven't really met. How long is Melbourne gonna be in lockdown for? I mean I know no one knows, but like is this something you yeah. said the next step? Is this like months? Weeks? The next step, hopefully, which will be a, a big one, will happen sometime in October. So the premier, who is like the governor here, um, has been talking the last few days that based on the, the forecasting that they've been doing, yeah. um, that as long as everyone keeps behaving themselves, we should be to a place by the like 18th or 19th of October. Okay. where the next step can be taken. And the next step is like, I think some loosening up of like outdoor seating at restaurants and uh, stuff like that. I don't think things will be, I think they have a goal to have the economy fully opened by Christmas to be allowing interstate travel by Christmas. Like that's another thing. Like there's, there's no interstate travel. Like you're not allowed to cross state borders. Obviously you can't leave your, five kilometer distance from your home you can't go across the state borders but um especially other states that don't have a lot of covid cases they don't want people from melbourne going there because there's an, a huge outbreak here which at its height was at like 250 cases a day um <laughs> <laughs> i know it's it's like at the same time we've got like florida and you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's even terrible. It's just so right crazy how everybody, uh, the whole world is different. Yeah, America absolutely. is just so fucking gallant about but, it. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, we've been patient. Like, that's all you can do is be patient. And, you know, this is what you have. There's nothing you can do to change it. But we're obviously hopeful that we can go and do things sure. in Australia sure. and kind of enjoy Australia while we're here. How, how'd you get into soap making? Oh, wow. Transition. Um, <laughs> it's like a hard right like turn. Let's see. So I think one day I was just like, I could do this. Like, wouldn't you like to know what goes into stuff that you rub on your body every day? Yes. Uh, you know? And so I was like, I, I bet you I could make soap. And I just tried. And uh, then you just found like recipes I, online or whatever. Yeah, just recipes online. I started with a really, really basic one. It was not amazing, as most first people's soaps aren't totally amazing, mm -hmm. um, or people's first soaps. But yeah, I found just found a recipe and I used it, and it worked. And then uh, like, there's a couple of online retailers and blogs and stuff like that that I have found really helpful to try different strategies and try new things and then like you know like anything else you learn you try different strategies you try new things and then all of a sudden you're trying things that you thought of yeah. sort of like cooking right you first you follow the instructions and then you just throw stuff together and it works um but yeah, I just, I, I have, I've had a history of skin issues like eczema and stuff like that also. So I was like, maybe if I make my own soap that doesn't have all of the preservatives and additives and stuff like that, it'll be better for my skin. And I, I, like, I really haven't bought soap in five years because I just, make, I made some here actually. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I got some of your soap, icehsoap.com. Check it out. Great soap. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And um, yeah, plug Thanks for the plug. that soap. Thanks for the plug. But the wet, the store is not is I'm not shipping from Australia. Like, it's well, <laughs> you know, people, listen for everything. There's a price. So if yeah, someone, if somebody yeah. really really wants soap, let me know. Email me. I think they, I think they can... at isagesoap.com. <laughs> now, since since yeah. the pandemic started, have sales picked up because you know people have to wash their hands more? No. Not really, because. Uh, 
like at a at a point like sort of around December January period I started taking the website down yeah. uh, in preparation for moving because yeah. we were like living in a place we were thought we were going to be moving in uh, the end of May and packing up the house and stuff like that like so so no not really I'm sure yes like if maybe it's just my fate because Facebook listens to what I talk about and I talk about soap I guess yeah. but I've seen a huge number of new ads for new like small soap companies okay. on Facebook so I think yes people are probably washing their hands more which is good I think of you um, as yeah. like someone that's really into like high quality or the best, like really trying to always like optimize and get the best things out there. I mean, I think our soaps are the best. First of all, your soaps are the best, but I mean, I think it extends beyond soap, like consumables like food and drinks, hundred percent, but also like gadgetry and all these things. Mm, yeah. I love gadgets. I love kitchen gadgets. I, I learned this from my wife. One of the one of the many things that I have learned from my wife is you get what you pay for. Yes. And so, like you know, if well, you, gotta pay for there are there are certain things that yeah, if you yeah, right, Go like ahead. you're gonna pay for that premium uh, premium hosting because you premium want Pavel dot com to to look really nice at datapavel.com. So do you think that, so tell me more about that. Like, so how does it, how do you take that concept of you pay for what you get and apply it to your life? Uh, do you think other people should as well? Um, wow, we're getting into advice now. Yeah, like there are certain things, like uh, what's an example? I mean, clothes is a good example. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a high quality t-shirt or something yeah high quality t-shirt high quality clothes like i have a strange body size because you know i'm tall and my arms are long so like i t-shirts like this t-shirt is a custom made t-shirt which costs a little bit more but like it's a great t-shirt that fits me well it's worth uh it. you know uh, you it's worth a it. custom made t-shirt what do you got yeah. what do you get that uh son of a free plug for them Okay. I'm interested. Great. You like you fill out the survey that gives you your size. They make one for you, and if it doesn't fit, like you can go back and forth with them and adjust the sizes until it fits. Cool. Uh, and then once you have your size, then you have your size. As long as you're not like getting a lot bigger or getting a lot, you know, slimmer and trimmer. So you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. What else? Gadgets. Yeah, what are your, some of your favorite kitchen you know, gadgets? Like, I don't like to buy gadgets and pay money on it and then have it break and then have to go spend money to buy new ones. Let's see. Here, I bought two kitchen gadgets. Well, sort of three. Kitchen gadgets, three, while you were just in Australia for the past. In Australia. Yeah, well, Australia uses different electricity here, so you can't bring things that plug in, really. Uh, so I bought a pressure cooker because... That is my number one most versatile go-to gadget. I use it at least twice a week. Do you um, use it only in pressure cooker mode? Because like I have an Instapot and it has like slow cooker mode. No, I never used this. No, I made some Rogan Josh last week and I used it in slow cooker mode and it was incredible. Which is like an Indian lamb dish. Oh, I'm into that. Lamb Can you curry. Tell me a little bit yeah. more about that. Is it just lamb it and spices? Lamb and like 500 spices. Yeah, it was great. And what kind of cut? Uh, I well, I wanted to get a um, uh, like a, a chop, not chop. What is it? Uh, like a soup, like a stew. stew. What would be like stew Lamb meat stew. cut? Yeah. You know, like a roast, a roast that you would cut up into smaller pieces. But the only place I, uh, there's amazing markets here in Melbourne, like mm. fish, meat vegetables spices uh and so there's this big market that is within my 5k called queen victoria market uh and this one of the meat shops that i went to there all they had was a leg so i used a leg which was pretty good i mean it's a little fattier but you know lamb is a little fattier to begin well, with that's but you just gotta cool. just gotta render that stuff you know and uh, cook it real slow so yeah, I got spices at this little spice shop. 
in the market and mix them all together, set it on slow cook and bam. It was good. Tomatoes, like, so the sauce was a bunch of spices, tomatoes, onions, and broth. Like, super simple. The most complicated thing was that there was, like, nine spices in it. Because Indian food uses a lot of spices. Interesting. Um, but other than that. Me sell Rogan Josh mix already. Like, I can just buy Rogan Josh spice mix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you can. It's just, like like turmeric and cumin and coriander and you know you can make it yourself too that's another thing that's another thing is that i like to make things for myself sometimes yeah, you you go from the beginning yeah uh, okay so instapot and i have time to do it right now Local. instapot thank you for bringing us back pavel the other thing was a juicer Ooh. okay what you uh, so i've been juicing and that was a you get what you pay for oh. like i got the the Breville masticating slow juicer, which is a little more expensive, but also like gets the most juice out. And you can juice the most things. Yeah. Like you can juice leafy greens, you can juice uh, garlic. Uh, I made this uh, garlic. Uh, sort of V8. Yeah, I made this sort of V8 juice uh, oh. with uh, like V8 normally is not juiced. It's not like cold pressed juice that's cooked and then strained. Okay. But I made the juice and then cooked it. The juice, so it was like very oh. pure, clean juice. It was less thick than V8 is. But yeah, but I juiced uh, tomatoes, carrots, onions, uh, coriander, uh, garlic. Damn. I forget what. Uh, lemon. And then there's something else in there. Uh Celery. Okay. Yeah. So I just bought a, I just bought a, a, like a kilo and a half of, I, I'm in, I'm in uh, the metric system. Now, I love you know, the metric system. Keep on going, bro. Of, on, of lemons. Wow. And I'm going to make gonna... some lemon juice either later today or maybe tomorrow. What are you going to do with all that lemon juice? Drink it. Like lemonade. Lemonade. You're going to add sugar to it? You know, so like lemon, yeah, like lemon and then you mix it with, Simple syrup, essentially, like sugar, water. Maybe a little whiskey. I mean, you could throw a little whiskey on there. You could throw, uh, you could throw it on a little sangria if you wanted to. Be so bold. Well, so your yeah. favorite kitchen gadget of all time? People that don't have it, do you think Instapot or what pressure you... cooker? Pressure yeah. cooker. I don't. I have a Breville, not an Instapot. I'm, I'm partial to my Breville just because that's Ooh, the first Breville one that I got. Better? better than a Breville is the best good brand right? it's the only one I've had so I can't I don't want to diss Instapots because I have never used one um, but I do love my Breville and that's the like we bought the same one that we have at home here uh, so then we'll just use it and then either sell it or uh, give it to somebody when we leave here because it's the plugs are 220 volts so you can't use them back home they don't convert Interesting. yeah yeah, what else? Yeah, those are the big kitchen gadgets. Well, and then the third one is a Chemex. For a what? Coffee. A Chemex. Oh. A drip coffee. Uh, container. It's like you've seen them. Yeah, yeah, maybe you can show us. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you're missing out. Jump over, jump over to YouTube here. Jump over to YouTube right now. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Is that so? You filter in here, and you just pour over, and it filters. It's nice. Yeah, that sounds. What cool. I like about it is that you can stick this on your uh, gas burner, on your stove, if you like. When I'm at home by myself, which I am right now, and I make a whole thing of coffee, I want it to stay hot. So you know, you stick it on the stove and keep it warm. Just you know, really, really low. You don't want it to boil because then it'll burn. But so you put coffee on top and then you just pour some water in slowly? Yeah, you just pour over it. You do, I do three pours. I do one, just a little bit of water that blossoms the coffee. Like I, I it actually, the yeah, the coffee actually bubbles, uh, which is incredible. And then I do two, like I pour two, like up to the rim or close to the rim and then let it drip and then do another one and then let it drip. That's a pretty great cup of coffee. I like the apartment that we're staying in has a French press, 
Yeah. And I, I used to use a, I used to use a French press all the time. Uh, and then after a couple of days here using the French press, I'm like, Oh, now I remember why I stopped using the French press. It's just, it's just really messy. It's hard to clean. Like we don't have a garbage disposal. So rinsing it out is really messy. Uh, and the, uh, the Chemex uses a filter. So you just pull it out. Wow. It's easy, convenient, clean. Yeah. So those are my kitchen gadgets. I love it. Um, do you, what do you think Australians think about America? Do, you, do they think like we're like done for? You know, Roman Empire is over. You might not be able. I mean, only, I think you can I only mean, tell from reading and, and watching TV, not from any interaction, obviously. But well, I I can tell from what Becky tells me about her conversations with her coworkers, and the one thing that I have noticed is that they're really obsessed with American politics right now. Oh, they are. Um, they love the reality. And TV. obsessed <laughs> as in as in it's amusing to them. It's like. So watching a clown her. show you know yeah um and we're just like this is not funny <laughs> <laughs> we live there and it sucks yeah what is happening so yeah that's it i think there is like with uh some australians at least i think there's a because i also uh am on a couple of australian subreddits yeah gotta get on um, and so you get kind of a an attitude of at least a certain segment of the population from that, even if it is a little trolly sometimes. Um, but I think sometimes like people s get tired of hearing about America and American things, you know, like America is not the center of the world to them, but it's hard to get away from the impact. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that that's a, I don't know how common that attitude is. I just see that sometimes, but. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, like, hopefully soon I'll get a job and then I will really have more people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I get, yeah, that's why you kind of get a job. Just that's why I want to get a job so I can talk to the locals, right? That's, what other reason would there be? I mean, gosh, but. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, today's the first presidential debate between uh, Donald Trump and Joseph Biden. And um, mm -hmm. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what it's going to be like. I don't, Oh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Crazy stuff. So register to vote, everybody. That's a, that's our plug here. Don't forget to register to vote. Oh, you got something crazy going on with your uh, voting stuff because you got you had to like what print out your ballot and you got. I'm voting. I'm voting today. I have our ballots. Yeah, we like so uh, overseas voting is like they email you the ballot just crazy and then you print it out and you have to have like you have your ballot document it's sort of like absentee voting except for you print it out you know you mm -hmm. fill out your ballot then you have your validation page where someone has to witness your ballot and then you put it in an envelope and mail it so that's what i'm doing after uh, this podcast this afternoon is going to find an envelope to put the stuff in because we don't have any envelopes uh, here. You last mission. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to mail the ballots home with the like, you know, back, we'll go back to get what you pay for. Like I am going to pay for the like fastest premium service that I can get because I want to make sure that our ballots are counted. <laughs> Good. Australian Post, like the U.S. Postal Service, is struggling right now uh, and lots of shipping delays and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I'll make sure it gets Do they use there. kangaroos to move the mail around or how does it work? <laughs> yeah, it's kangaroo post. They just put the, the packages in the little basket or in the little pocket. Yeah, that's what I imagine, right? And they yeah. tell the guy to go there and the guy goes there. <laughs> Yeah, the koalas. No, that's everything that's actually happening. one of the things that we uh, were just kind of joking about the other day. That like I don't believe all of this rumor of kangaroos and koalas and these animals in Australia because I have not seen any of them. 
Oh wow! Because uh, we're not well, we're we're not allowed to go outside of our 5K area, and we would have to do that in order to go to places where there are them. Yeah, Becky's work people are like, oh, you just have to drive out to the suburbs, like at the edge of the city, and they're hopping around all over the place, blah blah blah. But we can't. Uh, you will soon. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mostly it's. I, I thought for a while that the the Aussie Post um, guy who delivers to my building probably thought we were uh, up to something because we were getting packages <laughs> every day when we first moved here. Because you can't go to like, there's no, you can't go to the store to pick up things like linens or uh, stuff like that right now. So uh, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. You are a healthcare data guy with also a psychology degree. It's true. It's true. A couple of them. You have several psychology degrees? Well, levels, yeah. You got a master's in, in what? Uh, I have a, a master's and a PhD in educational psychology and a bachelor's degree in psychology. What's the what's educational psychology means? Um, it's... The, the department that I was in was in the Department of Education mm-hmm. or in the School of Education. So in, within the department, there was more, a lot of focus on uh, the psychology of school-aged people, whether it be cognitive development or school psychology or what I studied was uh, human development, which in my program, the study of human development is a lifespan um study so you know from birth through death kind of thing uh but but my focus my focus was on uh adolescent peer relationships and parent-child relationships so do you think uh like i've been i've been thinking a lot about my parents and like yeah i can't blame them but i'm like i keep telling them like you guys program me to do this and you guys program me to do that and like i mean i probably shouldn't say that like is there truth to that like uh how much that, that your parents messed you up? Yeah, probably. Um. <laughs> Fair enough, right? Don't worry, they're not listening. Uh, yeah, no, I studied uh, more like how parents and children communicate about friendships. So, huh. like, what parents want to know about what's going on with their kids and their kids' friends. And from the kids' perspective, like, what do kids want their parents to know? And what, they, what do they not want them to know? Uh, which is interesting in the age of social media when, you know, arguably it's a lot easier for kids to hide things from their parents if they want to than it was when, like, you had one phone in the house and if the kid was on the phone, the parent could pick up the phone and listen into the conversation in the other room kind of thing, you know? Um, so yeah, influence of social media. What did your influence out? peer groups? Um, gosh, you're trying to get me to recall something that I worked on a long time ago. We don't have to. Um, yeah, I well, I I was really interested in culture and how cultural background and different family experiences impact the way that people communicate mm-hmm. with each other, the way that parents and kids communicate with each other. Um, and so that, that was kind of my focus was like understanding, um, in a kind of a cultural context, how, uh, communication patterns can vary and what parents want to know, what parents think they're entitled to and that sort of thing. And I would be hard pressed by to culture, like, cite specific results of my like studies. But immigrant yeah. culture or like, what, how do you define the groups? Yeah, immigrant, uh, immigrant culture. So I, my dissertation study was uh, the participants were African-American families and Hmong families. Um, and Hmong families are an immigrant, but really a refugee group. Uh, in the United States, and yeah. so there's a lot that ex- Wisconsin, huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot in in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, but you know, yeah, certainly the experience of being an immigrant and coming into a different culture, or being a refugee and you know being forced to leave one home and coming to another one where you maybe didn't choose to be. 
uh, can have an impact on how protective parents are, how much information they want to know, how much they feel entitled to know, uh, and that sort of thing. Interesting. I'm an, I'm an immigrant, a refugee, in fact. I don't know if you knew that. I'm a, I mean, we were more economic refugees than anything, but on paper, we were religious refugees. Russian. Oh, really? Yeah, Russian Jew. Jew, Jew Jews didn't get a fair shake in Russia, Soviet Union, so basically, thanks to the uh, Jackson-Bennick Amendment um, to Jewish senators, they basically put pressure on the Soviet Union to allow immigration and to categorize these Russians, Russian speakers who were leaving Russia, who were Jewish, to be led into the country. Um, shout out, Jackson yeah. Amendment. Um, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Now, I was going to ask you about, like, did you watch the social media documentary on Netflix? Are you aware of that one, The Social Dilemma? So uh, they, I have not. I am aware of it, but no, I have yeah. not watched it. As a data guy, um, you know, all of this stuff, my phone, all, all like, there's data being sucked in into every little thing. And it, for sure, I think it's at its highest, like, efficiency and um, at, like, the social media stuff, being able to, like, sell us things. Me and you, we both work in healthcare. It has not translated into healthcare. This this ability to suck all the data in about a person and suggest that, you know, here's your beer, wine, crochet, whatever you're into. Right, right. Um, definitely hasn't really happened in healthcare. Like, what do you see happening? I'm curious if you think, like, what do you think about all this stuff about, like, our world today, social media, and how the data is being gathered and how it's, like, trying to, how this machine is basically manipulating us? Like, they want our, they want our attention. The takeaway is mm -hmm. these companies make money because they have our attention and the algorithms are optimized to grab as much attention as possible, and that's going to continue to happen. I'm curious, like, how come none of that stuff is really being ported into healthcare? And if it did, and if we are able to port it into healthcare, can we do it in a way that makes healthcare better? I don't know if you have, I mean, this is some weird shit I'm talking about here, but. Yeah, it is. It is. It's an interesting question though. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, well, two things. One, healthcare is much more concerned about an individual person's privacy than True. social media companies are. I mean, social media companies are in the business of making people's private things public. Uh, and healthcare is in the business of protecting people's privacy. So I think there's an inconsistent goal between the two there. But the other question that comes to mind is what, what would that data, how would that data set of like social media interactivities and that sort of thing, like how would that actually help get provide better health care because um, if there's an answer to that question then I think people would be motivated to do it but I don't know I don't know what I could think of some examples of how it could be maybe like being able to like look at trends of particular uh, health issues and relate them to like eating habits and things like that that you could see a, you could glean a little bit of information from people's social media um but that also seems really like uh invasive yeah from the perspective of a healthcare provider like i think people are at least in the united states people are used to healthcare organizations only having access to information that i give them uh but even that, like, even if, let's see, so you're saying they can't even get information to access to everything. But like, I just feel like, man, like, there's all this talk about being a data-driven healthcare system, being data-driven healthcare, but like, it's not happening. It's not happening on a meaningful scale. I mean, it's uh, a lot of the time, it's just random people asking for random data and maybe doing something with it, but it's not like a the sophistication of the algorithms, even within the healthcare data that they have, even inside like the EHR data, the claims data that most people have access to, like, you know, all my lab values, all my diagnosis, 
all the doctor's notes. There's a lot of interesting information there that, they, that the system has access to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure beyond simple reporting to say, you know, you, your glucose is high, you're diabetic. Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know, you're diabetic, but you haven't gotten your A1C test done regularly. Um, I'm not, I don't know, I just don't see, somehow it just, I'm not seeing the, the smart machine learning something yeah. to then say, hey, Pavel, with what we know about him today, we want him to, you know, point to the doctor, do more exercise. Somehow, basically what I want is the mission of the healthcare algorithms and the healthcare systems should be to keep me healthy. And I guess that is basically at odds with the healthcare economics of today because the healthcare economics of today, fee for service, hospitals and doctors get paid to treat me when I'm sick. This goes back to a podcast we did with Dr. Casey, uh, who's all about metabolic health, but there's some perverse kind of incentives in the system and um, I guess the system is optimized for those uh, incentives versus to keep me healthy. I don't know. Maybe the, I, I don't know if you were watching and, you know, those of your listeners who aren't on YouTube didn't see my, uh, this little, you did a little this, is, hands. this is the reason why money, you know, I think you just hit on it, but I wonder if the problem is actually the opposite of what you were just describing, which is that it's in healthcare organizations' interests to focus on money rather than on patient outcomes. I don't think that's really true, but I do think it's true the opposite, that the companies that use successful, successfully use and aggregate social media data and other like device data and that sort of thing, their singular goal is is Money. money. I see. Uh, you know, whereas in healthcare, those types of things, those types of modeling, uh, it's expensive, you know, it's expensive to build the data pipelines to ingest all this data from these different types of sources to hire the data scientists who have PhDs and, you know, top dollar billing rates and that sort of thing to, generate these models it takes a long time to train them and to uh, hmm. figure out what output you're looking for and that sort of thing whereas you know that you know that's a long-term expensive investment for a health system which is probably why like the ones who are doing it the most and the best are like the really big health hmm. systems you know um, but yeah, I think it's an interesting question. But I do think ultimately the the goal of the health system is to provide better care and better outcomes. But in order to do that, they have to be they have to make money. They have to they're a business, you know. And maybe those two things butt heads every once in a while. Figure that figure that one out, Pavel. Yeah, about that's like about the, my pay grade. The marriage of good care, the best care possible, while also thriving as a business and making money to be able to invest in better healthcare. That's the gold ticket right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like um, the podcast has two recurring segments. Um, one segment is called Hot Tips. It's time for Hot Tips. Hot Tips. Um, which is like, I know you've given us a lot of good advice already, but like Hot Tips is a way to you to give any kind of hot tip to the universe. It can be a book, it can be a meal, it can be a whiskey, it can be life advice, it can be like wake up in the morning and smile or you know, make your coffee with a pour over. Ideally, something you haven't mentioned yet. Any hot tips you want to bestow upon us? Oh my gosh, Pavel. I was totally unprepared for this. Well, um, so it doesn't make sense. Hot tips. Let's see. What's the other segment? Can I think on it and come yeah, back to it? The other segment is also challenging, but um, it's actually, uh, let me see if I have any. Yeah, I have one more special thing in there. We're good to go. 
It's a teleportation transformation sponsored by Elon Musk. So basically, Elon's been working on this experimental teleportation device, and he lets me borrow it for the podcast to use it. And using your memories, we're able to transport and teleport momentarily into a different place, a whole place that exists in the world. And um, we're able to just kind of check it out and see. It's almost like going on a real quick vacation somewhere. Um, so if you tell me somewhere to go, well, well, we can teleport there. That's that's the other segment. Oh, okay. Well, Melbourne, Australia, dude, come on, come on over. I'll meet you in the park with our masks on. Let's go somewhere. We we just discussed Melbourne really a lot. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> um, where else? Uh, uh, You've been to New Zealand. Some- you know, or somewhere that I've somewhere that I've been. Yeah, because we're gonna uh, about, actually it, it it hooks into your memories, so it has okay. to be somewhere you've been. Uh, oh, okay. Now you get it. Uh, how about Johannesburg, Joburg? All right, let's go. <laughs> Jayburg. Oh wow, wow! This is interesting. It's, it's warmer than I imagined it would be. What's uh? What am I seeing over here? What are you seeing? Uh, let's see. Uh, city. Uh, actually, from the tallest buildings in Joburg, uh-huh. you can see the excavation of the diamond mines. Oh, wow. Uh, just outside the city, like the, the big barren crater that has been created by the diamond mining process. Um, you can probably see private security on the streets because the police don't uh, patrol the streets. It's it's in the downtown area. It's all private security. Um, you can see some beautiful like foliage and gardens right now. It should I think it should be spring there now as well, right? Southern Hemisphere. Um, beautiful. Spring. Sure. A short drive away through the countryside and the mountains, uh, you can go to this place uh, that was a lot of fun called Shushlui. Oh, what's that? Uh, but it's it's like H-L-U, H-L-U, Shushlui, sure. if you're uh, Googling it. Uh, it's a, a, a safari uh, resort, like... You go and stay in uh, grass thatch roofed little cabins cool. and go on, in the little Jeep with the guys to see uh, warthogs and lions and hippopotamuses and That's all kinds cool. of uh, elephants, zebras, lots of zebras. Zebras? Uh, cool. Yeah. In Russian, zebras. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago that I went there. I don't know. You were there for work. You there for work or vacation? I went there for work. Yeah, when I worked at uh, the mothership. You can say the it. mothership. Uh, when I worked at Epic, is it? <laughs> it's not gonna be. Uh, They're not gonna listen. Um, yeah, I worked with the at the time the one international client that was a health plan uh, based <laughs> in in Joburg. How did you, you flew to yeah. Chicago and then Chicago to Johannesburg direct? What if- uh, we, it varied. The only time I flew direct was through, uh, I think maybe Atlanta. That and then cool. we flew direct, but it wasn't direct because a direct flight is so long that you have to stop the plane on an island in the Atlantic and what? refuel. And, and then, refuel whatever? And then go. Otherwise, normally we would... Uh, fly through Amsterdam and then fly, you know, so you fly over and then down. Uh, and that would probably be through JFK or something. I don't know. Damn, that's a long ass flight. Yeah. It's like a 30 hour trip. It's wow. a long trip to get here too, unless you're in the, the Elon Musk teleportation machine. And then yeah. Well, this is still very much on the hush hush. All right. We're back. <laughs> All right. We're back. That was fun. All right. Um, hot tip. So, so yeah, my hot tip, uh, life advice. Since Pavel always asks me for life advice. Fuck me, what am I doing? Uh, 
my hot tip you can you can google this look this up uh a scene book of days fear of transformation you can read it i'm not going to read it to you i'm not going to like recite anything for you but essentially this idea that you in life grow the most by trying things that make you uncomfortable mm -hmm. so my challenge for you this week is try something that makes yourself uncomfortable And what is the book name again? It's a great advice. A scene book of days. E S S E N E. Book of days. It's like a it's like a metaphysical sort of uh, oh uh, spirit hippie spirit. are like some uh, old old religion or or like right. That. Yeah. Jews actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was a cool. It was this this reading from it was something that was given to me a long long time ago that I've. I think about on occasions, like, like when you move across the world to a city that's locked down and you're... <laughs> yeah, that's hard, huh? Uh, and that sort of thing. But that's, that's when you grow the most. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I do a lot of that stuff, but always tr it, it, I have noticed that it is... Yeah, you're right. Basically, you grow through that. Sometimes it's painful though. I don't want. I don't want to like go through pain. But right, but yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the point. What doesn't kill us does makes us stronger. Uh, unless it kills you. Unless it kills you, that's fine. <laughs> what um? What questions? Unless, do you have it's, for me? unless it's COVID. Fucking COVID. Um, what do I have for you? What's uh? What's coming up for uh? You guys here? What's the What's the next trip? Data Pavel and Kathleen Warsticus Club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. food, um, food and data seminars. <laughs> a retreat. A retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We just did a retreat in Crestline, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm talking about the future, though, not the past. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to Hawaii in December. Oh, yeah. That's still on. Not only is it on, but we just extended it by a bunch of more days. We doubled it. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, Hawaii is uh, like just partway to australia man i i, I um, my plan was to visit you and i think i still i yeah. think i will but if it's possible i don't i don't i i don't mean to be pessimistic but i don't think they're gonna let you um they're talking about opening up international travel from safe countries and i don't think <laughs> <laughs> the u.s is yeah. gonna be on that like i don't think we'll be able but who knows you know there's a long like we're here for about eight more months so you know, a yeah, lot can happen in that time. Five, everybody get a little Putin vaccine and good to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, here they're getting the they're getting the Oxford vaccine here though. So yeah, they're UK aligned. I think Moderna might might be the ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Who knows? As if you read about the sharks. What's what about the sharks? What sharks? I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw an article about how millions of sharks are going to have to die in order to give us a vaccine. What? I don't know why. Yeah. Know why either? Millions of sharks. Maybe I should look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just browsing my news headlines and came across that. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, happy. Uh, happy debate i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i can watch it, not gonna stomach it. no don't worry yeah. you can the highlights i'll read the highlights i'm still vote. i'm gonna be i'm gonna skip the debate and go vote yeah yeah instead. yeah <laughs> but nothing nothing that they're gonna say on the debate tonight would sway you no <laughs> <laughs> No. That's the big Not problem, even. though, is that, that that goes to both sides of the political yeah. spectrum. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think there's very few, and there's very few people out there that are going to be swayed by anything. In I'm apolitical, life. but I think Trump is an asshole, and I'm tired of his presidency. Yeah. So I guess there, there's my declaration there. There you go. There you go. You got to still vote, though. You can't just. I'm, I don't, I'm registered. <laughs> I did my census. Yes, she did it. <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting here if he wasn't going to vote. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> put, me on, put me on blast here. Yeah, Keep for sure. 
Do you are you uh, uh, oh wild wildfires? I I know this is just really it's uh, been okay. It's topic to drop in the last yeah okay. Oh, San Francisco has been miserable and um, the Bay Area really bad. Um, yeah. LA had a pretty bad, but now I guess it's better the air quality. And um, San Diego really I think had a couple of days of bad. Um, but I think the worst we had was when there was um, there was this like navy ship on fire, and so if you were anywhere yes. next to it, it was oh, really wow. like a crazy plasticky smell. Oh my oh, god! Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, but um, it's been okay. It's still dangerous. I mean, it could happen anytime. Those fires spread. You know, it's scary. But I think yeah. I think it's the plan telling us to like fuck off a little bit. Like we're not maybe. nice to it. It's not going to be nice to us. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, my parents said that they had smoke, like that's crazy. Smoke in, in the air in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's probably more from Oregon and Washington than from California, but still, still though. That's far away. Connected. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. We loved having you. Dear friend, dear colleague, can't wait to get you on the Data Powell Wing. We're about to change the world. Thanks for the show. Ah, cool. Thanks for having me, guys.